What's up world? It's Rise in Ottawa, Canada and uh, today I'm uh, just doing this little short intro from the backyard here so I can show you how the garden's been growing. Got lots of tomatoes coming along here. It's uh, it's getting crazy back here. It's a beautiful blistering hot day in Ottawa. Uh, one of those beautiful days that we're gonna think back to in January and just be uh, so thankful that we have. Um, so you can see my kale over here just going nuts. And uh, just about to have Amelia Griffin over. Uh, she goes by Millie Rose, it's one of her aliases. And uh, she's an amazing contemporary dancer, uh, classically trained as well as a ballet dancer. And I know her as a club dancer as well, so I mean she definitely uh, is legit on the underground tip as well. And uh, she's had an amazing dance career. Uh, she's only around 30 now. Um, so she's just getting warmed up as a choreographer. And uh, she's uh, done a lot of work with uh, Propeller Dance, which is an amazing dance company that uh, works with dan differently abled dancers. So uh, with wheelchairs and uh, with uh, crutches and um, really exploring, you know, and redefining what mobility is and what dance is. So um, she's an amazing dancer, amazing person. She's also a serious accomplished Ashtanga yogi and uh, teaches yoga as well. And so we'll talk about that and how she got into that. And um, so I hope you enjoy this. She's a beautiful person and uh, amazing dancer. And uh, so let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to Gone Monk, uh, my guest today is the amazing, lovely, and talented Amelia Griffin. Uh, she goes by Millie Rose, you may know her as that. She's an amazing, accomplished dancer of multiple disciplines, so um, classically trained. Ballerina. Ballerina, a mo modern dancer, dancer, contemporary dancer. Yeah. And uh, also I know her as an underground you know, club dancer, which is sort of the, the world that we connected <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> but you're also an amazing yogi as well, and uh, Ashtanga yogi as well as uh, Hatha yogi, and you teach as well. And you do some yoga therapy as well for some yeah. of your clients. Yeah. Um, so welcome to Gomuk. Thank you, it's wonderful to be here. Nice, we've been trying you. to connect for a while, so. Yeah, I mean, you and I, we have many different instances where we've met in... So, I, so the first time I met you was the Canada Dance Festival. Serendipity. At uh, the NEC? Where yeah, I, And I was DJing level. upstairs on yeah. the... Yeah, it was a really good jam. <laughs> was that? It was a four or five years ago, something like that? Yeah, and yeah. Julia, Julia Gutsik, an love friend. you, yeah. um, introduced us. That's right, yeah. And then it's yeah. just been many iterations. Yeah, and through Quende um, as well, who I know as well. Quende. Yeah. yeah, cool. Long live time code. Yes, time code. <laughs> Classic Ottawa party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you also created music for my. That's right. Yeah, we ended up. Uh, feelers. Yeah, we worked together last. Was it last year? Or last summer? On that? Last <clears throat> fall? Was it? It seems so. I was trying to go back in my memory. I thought it was a year, two years. It was only last it's November. Just last it's just fall. so much has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, art score there and that was yeah. an interesting piece because you blended uh the dance of simon classic who goes by the name or simon uh, xavier who goes by the name classic yeah. and uh so he's a he's a straight up la popper like a really hardcore popper he wears his name classic very well and he's one oh, of the yeah. guests that i have planned for the show as well yeah um <laughs> and so but you blended that with your world of of contemporary and then on top of yeah. it there was a very strong narrative in it where you were sort of really tackling a lot of gender issues right so gender-based yeah, issues. Spe gender issues and specifically to you know my lived experiences as mm -hmm. well it was very much about um street harassment and and my experiences with that but yeah. also how you know just the, the the sort of larger tropes of you know why does that happen mm -hmm. and how does um 
how do we navigate gender in this world and what is it you know permit or not permit and how does it shape the way we act or how does so a lot of a lot, it was a really I see it more as like a research without necessarily a conclusion because mm-hmm. um, if you remember the last image was someone walking across and someone chasing them and then mm-hmm. it just went black so mm-hmm. it's like we acknowledge it that these issues are still still prevalent yeah but, um, it feels really you know <laughs> really really blessed mm-hmm. to be able to put something like that on stage and have yeah. it be celebrated and I you know many thanks to to Bronwyn Steinberg who mm-hmm. uh, runs and curates the tactics mm-hmm. series uh, that comes out of the arts court theater yeah um, and Dark Horse Dance Projects which now I'm an associate director of but that mm-hmm. was one of the first iterations of that piece kind of got jump-started there so it was really interesting yeah. to watch because I, I mean, I'm I'm always an advocate of, of art as a, a medium for social change, and you know I just think it's even within pop art, uh, you know, and let alone within yeah. what we call high art or whatever. But I think you know a lot of times even DJs, I think we sell ourselves short of the power that we can have as agents for change, you know, and uh, shaping guides. society. That's what I think. Yeah, I think Your so guides. too. But you I know, I know it's a feedback loop, but. You're it is really you're guiding people towards what they're really and you have to be a, you know an aware and sensing the environment yeah i think it's a quite a deep uh yeah quite a deep thing. and then yeah. so with that choreography it's like i recognize that i was bringing up that conversation mm-hmm. acknowledging something for myself but coming back to classic and and when why he was in that or why i i i've, I've seen him obviously out mm-hmm. <laughs> and about and i'm always just drawn to the energy that he brings to his dance yeah. and um it's very much himself and it's very authentic. Yeah. Um, and I've always been a fan of um, different types of fusing street dance styles, urban dance styles, mm-hmm. with contemporary dance, like rubber band dance, mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah. Um, and, and, and how that's kind of been infusing into the world of contemporary dance, and a mm-hmm. lot of people are making those connections. Yeah. And I, I really, I, th- I think that both forms meet really beautifully in a place of um from an improvised space mm-hmm. um but also play with rhythms so interestingly together mm-hmm. so for me with like really the beauty of that was starting off having classic in the room with you know some of the other contemporary dancers and yeah. then just putting on some music and giving them very basic tasks it's like a cool like, class and then they just you know and then and i still have footage of their improvisations and it just That's cool yeah so it built into a beautiful piece but i think there were the right energies um with each other and and you know we really had deep conversations about why we were doing that and yeah. what each each person in the in the process because there were three contemporary dancers um amber um, she's amazing too she's amazing amazing dancer yeah and she she you know i gave her a lot of text Mm -hmm. too and that's terrifying for someone who's grown up dancing and not using the words so much Mm -hmm. and she just she owned it wow did she ever it's an amazing piece is it online now can people watch it online or I'm going to be uh, releasing some of the clips, the clips uh, that yeah. C, thank you C, much mm-hmm. love, um, filmed for it, uh, but I just want to put it together in a way that's not like everything yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, still is enticing. So it would be cool to watch the whole thing in one shot. Yeah, yeah. Really cool I think it I need help with video because I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll talk. Now, yeah. <laughs> I know how to do like body movement stuff, but <laughs> technology. <laughs> Uh, Not so much. It's amazing. We have to embrace it. I'm forcing yeah. myself to embrace it, as you can see. 
<laughs> the rig. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. We've got like a whole other you know, three camera set up with the, mm, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's amazing how much work it is to set stuff up for, you know, like we watch interviews and we watch things all the time, but when you start to delve into it, like it's a bit of work in the background to make oh, it happen. Oh my goodness. You know, so. I mean, and that, so let me like segue into something else there mm. is like, something that I work with and around and think about a lot is collaborations because you like for me in my world mm -hmm. in the theater I cannot put on a like it's next to impossible to do it and yourself. I don't have yeah. all the skills like you can't be up in anyway you need a lighting doing the tech. lighting and uh, yeah. you need a sound tech <laughs> yeah, for sure. you need you know like you need a whole yeah, you need a team. stage manager mm -hmm. you need a whole team of people to be able to do that and even you know I was watching I was watching the the clips from that seated and I would still make lighting changes mm -hmm. but that's just because that's also part of highlighting and and giving a different perspective oh, to sure. the to the an experience of the Mm. Uh, of the dance but I realized that I want to make those lighting changes because I'm seeing it from a video point of view mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that that is completely different than, than absorbing it, yeah. dance in a live performance mm -hmm. which is generally how I go about things so I wasn't mm -hmm. thinking about cameras when I was doing those lighting yeah, choices yeah, yeah. you know yeah I know there's so many different facets to it um, but to get back to the dance so you know it was really a clash between classic and these these three modern dancers mm -hmm. and uh, and then also amplifying that whole clash was the clash of the masculinity and femininity and in, the, in their throughout the dance and also through the dance form itself if you even really think about how rigid you know and how linear the you know the, the popping world is compared mm -hmm. to modern dance right so mm -hmm. yeah it was a really interesting really interesting clash so and that was do you want to talk about like the experiences that led up to you uh, wanting to go down that narrative or like oh yeah i mean <clears throat> i don't think it's a uh, it's not gonna be a surprise to any of the ladies yeah of course. for sure yeah. <laughs> i don't know i hope that men are starting to realize that oh my gosh this is happening and yeah. you know that we by airing these stories out that mm -hmm. we actually you know come to a place of acknowledgement mm -hmm. so we can move forth with healing yeah. right and so me and part of my acknowledging is is um when i was 11 what the uh, this 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 older man, 24 years old. I was 11, and I don't um, obviously I don't know him anymore. But he was he was someone I trusted, mm -hmm. and he pushed me into a car and almost got on top of me. Mm. But his sister ran out of the house screaming and pulled him off me. Wow. I, I like it took me until I was like 20 to realize what that was. Wow. Um, so that was just sort of a weird thing that happened when I was younger that I couldn't quite process I didn't quite understand mm -hmm. and I felt like it was my fault that I had enticed him in some way mm. so that was a lot to deal with at that age and then at 14 I remember going to a festival and this is this is something that I really I hope continues to be explored and supported is young folks who are going to, to music festivals mm because it's instances like that where a lot of people are packed in that I've experienced. It could be a, a dangerous environment. Yeah. Right? So I got groped pretty, pretty full on mm -hmm. uh, at 14 and remember turning around, and this is like also, you know, to me, I remember it in movements, right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember it happening, I felt the feeling, and then I turned around and all the faces, none of them, it could have been anyone. Didn't make sense. Yeah. So I was like spinning, mm. you know, on the spot, not being able to make sense of what was happening. And, my boyfriend at the time was a bit in, in front of me and it was, I remember having a clear thought, like if that ever happens to me again, 
I need to do something about it. And then I used to have dreams from that point on of like turning around and punching someone, but only uh, like mm. not having enough strength, just mm. <laughs> being stopped by something. And then, but you know, also like just the day to day, day to day, I walk on the street and and there's 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 you know conversations or words or mm. or, or sounds that are just. Uh, and this is Canada. And this is Canada. Like, imagine, you know, like we were in Cuba, and mm. I mean, the amount of catcalling that was going on, and I was with Sarah, and I mean, oh, yeah. the amount that was going on. And then when we got back here, we remember the first day back, and we're walking down the street, and men are not catcalling her, and we're like, what's happening? Mm. Like, what what happened? You know, it was mm. just, we were so used to it after a few weeks of it. I felt super you know? uncomfortable in, in Italy at one point. Oh, Italy's crazy. It was like super full on. And <laughs> it's literally full on there. Yeah, I mean, and what's interesting, like I'm from Britain, right? Yeah. And usually in Britain, like the women are like, why they will hit you right oh, back yeah. with some sassy something or other. So, mm. you know, it's, it's interesting to navigate, like, do you respond to that? Do you yeah. just keep going? Usually I just... You know, that was all about you. That yeah. has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I just need to keep it moving, you know? Yeah. Um, it's amazing because I mean, and then, you know, but I don't not absorb it, but I need to put it out somewhere and I don't mm -hmm. want to put it violently back mm -hmm. out to someone. It feeds maybe. this like negative cycle and it just like mm -hmm. amplifies it even more. So there's some instances where you can call someone out and it seems appropriate mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you know that you're not going to be harmed. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing too is, is, is. How, how much are you safe out in the world? Mm. You know, and I, this part of the part of the text from the the feelers piece was, mm -hmm. um, you know, as soon as I step out of the door, I'm hyper aware of like who's around and who might, you know, say something or who mm -hmm. might try to get too close to me or mm -hmm. what have you. Um, yeah, so you know, just just to say that that I appreciate very deeply being an artist in in um in and around subjects like this yeah. and experiences like this wherein i i have somewhere to put it and yeah. I have somewhere to filter it and i i think it's important that everyone has some way of um navigating and but navigating isn't really the word i mean um just working through. Yeah, and expressing it in a constructive way where you're like creating something out of it. And and by doing that, you mm -hmm. also create space for other people mm -hmm. to feel acknowledged and that they're not alone yeah. and that you can talk about it. And that you I know, mean, it's it not something community. that I think a lot about, but I got to say, I'm much more aware of it since doing the piece, right? Like you've educated <laughs> me in a way in yeah. terms of that because it's Classic said just the same something thing. that I like, just never really thought about. Yeah. Even though I've been in a car with guys, you know, where guys will like, you know, d d uh, roll down the window and like holler something stupid yeah. at girls, you know? So what do you like, say though? It's like you're a fucking idiot. Thank you. They're also yeah. friends, so I mean, it's it's yeah. awkward too. As it's it's hard as a man to step up and say that, but I'm always like, yo, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like I think anyone who has a sister or mother, who they, you know, like you you have to really get. Everyone comes from know, a mother. Well, yeah. We can't forget yeah. this. Yeah, you know. I mean, some don't go back know and them, listen to some yeah. Tupac, and we'll be okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's a lot of Tupac I wouldn't listen to. <laughs> about, about supporting women. <laughs> Maybe some lyrics in yeah, some yeah. Tupac tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah like hip hop's a whole other arena for that because I mean it's such a loaded topic if you start talking about the actual content and stuff. I'm sure you've talked about it with Quende, and he, yeah. I'm sure he has some serious yeah. opinions about it. Yeah, um, I mean, I think at the end of the day, that's art reflecting life too. Mm -hmm. 
you know um yeah. and in art you go to hyperbolic places mm-hmm. and now it may be reflective of you know how you i don't know i'm not a hip-hop aficionado mm-hmm. I, i love hip-hop mm-hmm. and i really mm-hmm. respect uh um the growth and the and the roots and and you know how it's how it's all developing and really infusing into our everyday mm-hmm. uh, i think that's necessary yeah um but in terms of in terms of lyrical content you know you know yeah. i'm a very like boop awake yeah. <laughs> uh woman in in terms of of knowing knowing what being a woman in this world means mm-hmm. and so I choose to, you know, I, I choose the music that I listen to. Hardcore, and if I hear yeah. a, a lyric that doesn't jive with me, then yeah. that's part of the song. And oh, no, so it, it doesn't is, resonate. Yeah. And so I'm no, not I can't, I can't even play, <laughs> like as a DJ, I can't play music where I can't stand behind it 100%. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's part of the reason, not to filter everything back through to feelers, but we just got to air some things out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But why I really wanted to invite you in, because I know that you would... Uh, respect the energy behind the project mm-hmm. and really be able to create music that was specific to that and I think we went mm-hmm. in a really awesome Yeah, it was bang direction. on. Like I think it worked really well. It was a yeah. really fun uh yeah. it was a really cool project. And part of so like yeah, just re- referring back to these these other things that we've been saying was um it was interesting to have classic in the room not just from a movement perspective mm-hmm. because yeah, because that was super beautiful. Um, but also just having a male in the room mm-hmm. and having him also wake up to how he's been um, gender boxed yes, yeah. in um, and how the male experiences, you know, you're not allowed to cry oh, yeah. and, you know, you got to toughen up and you always mm-hmm. got to like, you know, show up yeah. and, and, and maybe not show your emotions as much. And like, that's very devastating. Oh, like, it is. There's no doubt about know, it. Yeah. Um, and just, just it, uh, you end up having a society of, you know, emotionally illiterate folks yeah. who do things from that place mm-hmm. because they're not in touch with the deeper levels of themselves. Yeah. It's a self-perpetuating cycle. It's not like I don't yeah. think that, you know, those men who say those things, that they're not capable of operating from a, a deeper and a higher self. They are. Yeah. It's just they haven't been woken up to that they haven't been told they haven't been aware no. they're not around it it's you know it's all education and subconscious also from the stuff they get yeah. from media from the role models around them you know and i think that's really important mm. like for me anyway navigating this space of sexual violence and and mm. being open about it and talking about it it's not about you know man versus woman so yeah. much not about that because we're all mm-hmm. hurting mm-hmm. you know if someone yeah. as a woman hurts on the street everyone's hurting Mm. and we're all a community and we're all a collective mm. energy i think mm-hmm. while <laughs> you're a yogi <laughs> so yeah exactly so yeah. so it um i think we just all need to observe where that's coming from mm-hmm. and start to disengage the things that are harmful and mm-hmm. really make choices that, that that elevate each other and bring each other together because Amen. you can't have the yin without the yang you can't yeah. you know you can't be hitting on each other <laughs> Amen, man. Yeah. what does quade say get your weight up not your hate up Mm. yeah word that's well said yeah absolutely so okay so we talked a lot about the piece that you just finished up last fall um i was talking to you a couple months ago and you were in perth australia you were performing for uh so (laughs) tell tell me about that experience with uh, oh that was that was good yeah i uh, (laughs) yeah 
I'm, I'm, I'm blushing and a little bit shy <laughs> and giggly because I, I just feel so lucky to have this gig. Like it's, um, it's one of the many blessings in my life, but. So tell um, us about it. What does it involve? Yeah. What do so you it's, do? it's my, it's my work with this, um, locally based, um, theater company called Platypus Theater. Okay. Um, Platypus Theater is a, um, theater company that puts on puts on shows alongside symphony orchestras essentially well essentially with the goal to um, have musical education for young people okay and so how it functions is symphony orchestras always you know as they're planning their season they have their youth series or their children's series or their family series however they want to word it okay. they have their regular series and they you know they're booking events throughout the year and so Platypus Theatre will send them a bunch of shows, mm -hmm. uh, orchestras that they have some kind of connection to, and they'll book them in. So, you know, I've gone just to say that it's an amazing gig because I don't know where I'm going to go every year. Mm. Like, I was just in Perth, and then in in December of this year, I'm going to Macau. Wow. So, <laughs> me. Um, but it's a gig that brings so much joy into my life because usually you're in a... Um, you're in uh, a symphony hall. There's usually about, you know, 2,500 seats. Wow. These shows sell out, which fills my heart. Amazing. So much joy. Um, the symphony orchestra is on stage with us. Yeah. And so that experience in and of itself, Powerful. just dancing and acting in the same space with those, like, incredible musicians. Amazing. You know, the sound surrounds you and the feedback. Like, wow. you have to, like, 2,005, maybe... You know, they've all brought their parents, right? Yeah. Or their grandparents. So there's an enormous amount of children in the audience. Wow. And they're pure. You know, yeah, they will tell you if they like it. Yeah. They will tell you if they don't. They, they'll scream if they see his color. They're like, you know, all of it. And wow. so it's, it's, it's this really, you're kind of between this, this beautiful music, really supporting the dance and really teaching the, the young ones. And the young ones being like, yeah! <laughs> um, so engaging through stories that are, that are fun for kids yeah. too. Like we do one that's Peter and the Wolf. Uh -huh. um, so I get to play the wolf that's and cool. a duck and a bird <laughs> and a cat. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and then the other one, I play a monster who's taken music away from the word. He's a really big jerk. Um, and I come back as a bird, uh, sorry, an insect called Rhythm. Okay. And I help rebuild rhythm for the world so cool. with the percussion section. I come back as the melody bird that's so with cool. big wings, you know, and I do like that's more of a, like a ballet dance, um, and that's with the the string section of the orchestra. So the kids get mm. to learn like what part of the orchestra, what instruments make what cool. sounds and what connections. So it's a deeper learning because they're having an experience, mm -hmm. and they're, you know, being entertained. That's you know? really the way to learn, man. Yeah, that's the way to teach. And the mm. so you know, I was mentioning earlier, I have these these yeah the mics mics on a lot. Mm. Um, that's for the monster guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's funny. He has to roar, though, and that sometimes makes kids cry. Aww. Which, you know, I have a big mask on, right? <laughs> yeah, so my scary. face is like, no, oh, not cry. <laughs> but also, yes, I do my job. <laughs> uh, you're very he's supposed good monster. to be very scary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was in Perth doing the, the Peter and the Wolf one. Cool. Um, and that's, you know, I think when I was a little girl growing up all of this i wanted to travel the world dancing and mm -hmm. now you're it's, doing it. it's 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 pinch me 
feelings to to be doing that. Yeah. You know, and I realize I'm 29. Yeah. And all of my dance dreams have come true. That's amazing. So it's like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Pick some more dreams, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Cooking up a lot these days. That's amazing. Yeah, and 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 a lot of projects will will um you know come on to next ones like the feelers mm-hmm. one opened up a whole you know advocacy i guess sort of side of myself mm-hmm. or you know acknowledgement and that's turned into being hired as a, choreogra- a choreographer for the gomeshi effect mm-hmm. which is coming out this um january um so yeah it's just how do you build right mm-hmm. um from the platypus theater thing i've 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 um yeah, I got into more of the physical theater, dance theater side of myself that I really resonate with a lot. And, yes. you know, Feelers was a dance theater piece. And I really, um, I really invite uh, the use of words mm-hmm. as well as the nonverbal. Yeah. I mean, that's the most powerful, right? When you combine the both. Can I just say... It's great to be doing this in your in, in your beautiful home because you hear the pitter patter of little people's feet. <laughs> Hopefully upstairs. they don't hear it too much in the legs. But yes, there's a lot of pitter patter. If you hear pitter patter, it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, enjoy, it's good. Um, um, yeah, so speaking so of being that. little and dancing, yeah. um, so you started very young. You started dancing very young. So tell me about your your journey into dance. Well, my journey into dance, I. Um, I think I really started dancing where my br- my dad used to work nights. Okay. And my brother had gone to school and my mom was out of work and he used to put... So my childhood, if I remember in records, <laughs> is Bill Withers, hmm. Jimi Hendrix, Bob Marley, Buffy St. Marie, cool. maybe the Rhythmics. So... My dad used to, he, he has an enormous record collection mm. and he's, he used to work at Sam the Record Man okay. in the 70s in wow. Toronto, yeah. Wow. Um, and, 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 and was into records in the UK too, so, so yeah, this is... Yeah, but um, you were born in the UK? I was born in Leicester. Okay. Yeah, yeah in, in the East, East Midlands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you came here... You and then I came here when I was eight. Okay. Yeah, um, 94. But... Um, yeah, so when I was little, in the afternoons, my dad would just put on records and we'd just jam. Cool. And dance so party. I think that, like, yeah, dance parties with the dad mm. were uh, and are, <laughs> you know, the base of everything. That's cool, man. <laughs> um, and then my mom kind of, you know, my mom's a th- feminist, so she wanted to put me in football, soccer. Um, okay. And she wanted to put my dad and my brother in dance or, you know, cool. just kind of. Blend switch it up, it up yeah. a little bit you know um but one of our our closest family friends their daughter katie um was going to dance and kind of didn't really feel comfortable without a buddy okay now we were like three years old oh, so yeah, this is really young over there yeah. over there so i went to dance with her and i loved it okay yeah ballet? um in 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 ballet okay. yeah cool. you know creative movement okay i remember we used to do uh, we used to do um, plies and, and sautés okay. as mind me up. So you would jump and you go, mind me happy, <laughs> mind me happy. 
and my mommy's sad and my mommy's sad to do like a play or something so you know already the That's words cool. were there dance theater already wow three four <laughs> um, years old three four years old so wow. that was just and i just kept doing it because yeah. i just liked it mm -hmm. you know and my friends did it and in england it was um i went through karen milner School of Dance, okay. which was in, you know, a church and, and very community orientated. Uh, we did ballet, we did disco dancing. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, which I think here you would normally call jazz. Oh, okay. But it was... They called it disco? Disco dancing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have disco dancing medals. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve those. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've seen you get down. <laughs> um, and what else do we do? Tap. Yeah. Cool. So that was that was wonderful. You know, it was very low key, and it mm -hmm. was it was you know. Uh, and you kept that going until you were well. Your parents kept sending you there until you were nine, ten. Till till we till so so when we moved here, you know that was one of the things that they were like, okay, we've got to keep this consistency yeah. for Amelia and keep her dancing. Um, so you found another place here to train. Yeah, you know the school. Uh, the school of dance. That's where I went later. Mm. Um, Studio de Danse Danielle. No, I don't know. In Elmer, no. Okay. Funny little tidbit. <coughs> Mr. Simon Classic Xavier also went there as a did child. Did he do jazz or what? Um, I don't know what he did. You okay. have to ask him. They might have had like a hip hop program or something. No. 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 It was traditional. They had well. They had like some. They had hip hop. Uh, no, that's, that's not true. They did have hip hop uh, teachers, but I'm not sure at his age what he was actually yeah. doing. But uh, I danced okay. with his sisters in wow. pieces. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, we really kind of we figured that out when we were working <laughs> together. We're like. Oh! <laughs> um, so yeah, we moved to Aylmer, um, so that was the nearest studio. Okay, and cool. in that studio, I also joined their um, their competitive team. Mm -hmm. um, so we did we did hip hop, whatever you know, Choreo. music, video, dancing, yeah. kind of style. Mm -hmm. um, um, we did ballet. We did lyrical. Again, that's its own sort of thing. Uh, tap and jazz and modern mm -hmm. and yeah we competed uh you know we had we had shows here but we had we competed in different competitions across the canada and the states and cool. yeah so it was all coming from you at that point like there wasn't your parents pushing you into it or anything it was all you just no, wanted to dance no yeah no it was a real i i've always loved dancing and mm -hmm. i think what makes me always like want to go further is there's and you were you were talking about this in your last gun mic, but I really like connected with it. Is that you know you're a collector, mm -hmm. and you yeah, collecting you moves build, and modalities. Yeah, yeah, and your body is a is a is a is a memory machine. It's amazing, yeah. You know, and so the more you compile and you just have you know all these different files of dance <laughs> inside yeah. your body. You know, we used to yeah. do swing dancing. Mm -hmm. I've done Irish. Um, classical dancing on the you know like river dance you mentioned maple dancing too which is a yeah. really interesting thing as well right? so maple dancing is you know super it's a folk british dance, right a yeah. british folk dance yeah so we germanic have roots comes from, have germanic roots comes from pagan rituals well you know that's my people in the middle and yeah. then uh, the wrapping of a womb around uh, that's how know. we get down <laughs> that's you know? how you that's how so you roll the nature things <laughs> just the nature things very basic nature things yeah Putting look them together. maple dancing is pretty interesting i mean yeah so like my maple i always hold it in my heart because it was uh one of my happiest memories in school is you know in gym class get the pole up everyone grabs a ribbon and cool. you just you weave 
It's really you, cool. You know, you're skipping, but you're weaving with your... Spatial awareness, though, and, like, I mean, in, moving in, your body out, through tight out, spaces. Or, like, in and out and in and out. It's like parkour, but, you know? Pretty cool. Yeah, you've it's really... Parkour drill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've been training parkour. I know, really I've been wanting to talk to you about this, because yeah. that appeals so much to the, to the bike messenger side Yo. of myself. And the dancer, too. Like, to me, dancer, it's like a dance with the environment. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's just... But the, taking it to an urban place? Yeah. It's so ah. wonderful. And it's so... The other amazing thing about parkour, too, is that all your dance that you've done will feed into that all yeah. your body awareness all the yeah. yoga you've done yeah. any athletics you've done it all feeds into this yeah. thing and it just becomes this oh i'm obsessed with it i'm, I'm completely obsessed i can tell <laughs> you and so devin are very Devin's, we've been training hard <laughs> yeah yeah Devin's my great. boy yeah so, anyway, and i think so. that's so we're all i don't know it's all good you yeah. know maple that dancing like, very cool well that's you know that's uh uh I guess just just part of my culture mm-hmm. and 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 what you do when you're in school when yeah. you're <laughs> from England it's amazing um, and I really you know I know in the back of my mind one day when I make a piece about me <laughs> and my ancestry and who I am and, mm-hmm. and you know all the composites of me I know that maples are going to be in there that's cool but that hasn't happened yet I'm not you know that piece is building <laughs> Take your time, um, yeah exactly it's, it's it's a deep and heavy so I can't rush it yeah. Um, so yeah England dancing Cool. And so you came here, you did all your high school years, you were still doing the dance, and then you so, went yeah, into... So, yeah, so I went to... So, after the, the studio de Danse Danielle, I think I was 13, I quit the competition dancing. And okay. actually, you were talking about parents, I wanted to quit dance. Really? I was so done, and um, <laughs> my parents said, well, maybe it's the place, mm-hmm. and maybe it's... Not that there's anything wrong with Studio de Danse Danielle, but maybe mm-hmm. I wasn't getting fulfilled from what they were yeah. offering. Um, you know, maybe it's the style of dance or the way it's being presented. So mm. I was like, okay. Obviously, your parents game. really believe in this, too. My I parents mean, are... Uh, I mean, my parents were into contemporary dance before I was born. Yeah. Like, they love dancing. They really have a, a lot of respect for artists. My mom's a poet, mm-hmm. um, a published poet. So she, uh, you know, she has that side of herself, but she's also a mega scientist. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's <laughs> humble. Yeah, she's a very... Very, very intelligent woman. Um, and my dad uh, is, a, is a social worker. Mm. And so I think those things have really influenced yeah, me. Yeah, you brought all of that into you. Yeah, That's for sure. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they said, well, why don't you try out the School of Dance's professional ballet training program? Give that a whirl, see how that goes. And I loved it. Mm. I just really needed like... Not so much like the, you know, the, sh- the show mm. of it, like I was, that is fulfilling for me, but I really was, was craving the technique and the digging into, you know, every day showing up and working the same moves and really um, mm. developing um, more from a, a technique and training point of view awesome. and less so from a, from a showing mm-hmm. point of view, which, you know, again, both are totally valid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved that. I love ballet. I still love ballet. I just awesome. don't want to do it on a stage mm. <laughs> as much. Um, yeah. Um, and then after that, after I graduated high school at 16 um, and the professional ballet training program, I kind of, I'm a, you know, I'm a very people oriented person mm-hmm. and I wanted to help people. Um, and I told my parents, okay, you know, like, I think that's it for me for dance. Like, really? I, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to go into university for psychology. 
um, so I could become a psychologist and, and help people in that way. Mm. And they really questioned, they really like sat me down and questioned like what do I really mean by that? Mm. And how does art not heal people? Oh, and how, yeah. And so it got to the point where Again, they're the people that suggested, well, why don't you try the contemporary dance mm. school? I said, you know what, guys, <laughs> you're right. Wow. They said, we just don't feel like it seems like you're done with it yet. Yeah. Um, and I'll be forever grateful for yeah, that's it. Because they never yeah. pushed me. They're just like, we're really like, you should really consider this. Wow. Um, because that just, just that, that program, the School of Dance is, is so close to my heart because they really develop artists wow. and their programs are, are, are very, <sighs> yeah, just, just ripe for learning and a yeah, positive environment and so much what I needed. So I graduated with, with, you know, kind of two ballet and contemporary dance at mm -hmm. 19. Well, wow. so that was, that's when most people are graduating, like, you know, high school or first year out of high school. And so I felt really blessed. And then I essentially had, it, you know, in, 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 in my world of dance, I had everything I needed. Awesome. So then you moved to Montreal? Then I moved to Montreal, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and got injured. <laughs> yeah, so you were dancing professionally? Yeah. For, so my first, my first gig was um, was with um, choreographer Sabina Mita. Okay. And she was presenting her master's thesis, which um, actually is not so far from what I'm doing now, but... Um, uh, she had 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 this residency in New York with these women um, who had escaped um, um, domestic violence situations, but who were also um, women from another country. So you know, some sort of immigration from from another place. Um, yeah, and she had worked with them through movement as a mode for healing and you know finding her own power again. And um, so that she turned that into her masters. And uh, I was one of the dancers to to embody those movements for those women. Cool. Uh, it was very cool. Very cool first gig to do. Nice mm. to have the first gig in Montreal. You yeah. Know? Um, I got hired by what's now Taradou's Dance, but wasn't founded yet. Okay. Um, that artistic director, Annick Bouvret, okay. who I actually worked with in school. And we just got along really well. So she, she wanted to hire me uh, for a piece. So Souffle qui m'habite. Okay. And that one was... She had a, a video of her baby daughter, who it was kind of the first time she was figuring out how to crawl. Interesting. And so I learned like movement for movement, her whole like, cool. You know, like m initiation of movement. In That's amazing. Yeah, and then we just kind of danced it up a little bit. Okay. Um, and that sparked, like I'm still work for Terre Dance, mm -hmm. and that's that was 2006. 2006, so that's you know 10 years of working together so a lot of the things that came right away were also the things that I've, I've carried with me for a long time Dorsal Dance which uh, most recently it's Sylvie Desrosiers who also runs the School of Dance contemporary program mm. um, she just presented in at the Canada Dance Festival and um, out in Vancouver as well mm -hmm. but she gave me a lot of opportunities over the years um, in and around this area Cool. Uh, yeah, and I, I danced for both of them. Ugh, you were one of you. <laughs> I danced for both of them for their inaugural performance for both of their companies. Okay. And in the dress rehearsal for that, and it, like, it, you know, these are half hour long pieces. These are really, you know, hefty pieces of work. Um, and I 
busted my knee in the dress rehearsal. Uh, I was doing a little roll and my knee cap went this uh, way and these guys went this way and back went. ACL. Um, no, Papalidius. In charge of just that last little bit of movement. Okay. Um, so, and that comes from, from too much hyperextension for me, for my body within the structure of ballet. Okay. So there's a lot of unlearning of things that aren't healthy for my body mm. that I've had to do from the different styles of dance that I've done mm. and continually edit and choose the movements that really support. Um, and I think everyone should, any dancer really needs to be aware of that. You know, you can want to do a lot of things, but if it doesn't mm. work with your body, you know. And we're all naturally just push. I don't think I've ever met a dancer that didn't have some serious injuries to work through, you know, myself yeah. included, you know. It's yeah. like, it's just par, par for the course in a way, you know. But it's, if you're going to dance, you have to know you're going to get injured. Yeah. No, you are. And Anything you, know, you minimize that. Really. Yeah. You minimize that mm. by, you know, training your whole body. Mm-hmm. To, to you know all muscles the whole fascial structure you know mm-hmm. equally supporting each part and mm-hmm. if you have that equal support support throughout your body you're less likely mm-hmm. but you may land wa- wrong one day yeah you know no, like it's, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and I think part of navigating injuries is also bringing out different parts of yourself like through injuries I've I was very lucky that that people still wanted to work with me Mm -hmm. and navigate around this injury. Um, So I had, you know, my knee injury. I had on the bottom of my feet, um, in the ball of my foot, um, a trapped nerve for a long time, so I couldn't Mm -hmm. really walk. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, one thing after another, after another, after another, and it was just, you know, restructuring and breaking down. And that's when you got into yoga pretty seriously as well, right? That's, that's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was working at Lululemon, mm-hmm. and so I had, you know, this job that was very much about, uh, you know, um, being aware of what's happening in yoga in mm-hmm. the city, and we got free classes, and that that saved me. That was really, 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 really helpful, because it cool. gave me income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gave me, you know, healing, but it also gave me exploration. I could go and try lots of different types of yoga and mm-hmm. see really what resonated with me. That's but great. back when I was uh, 16 and started the ballet program, we had yoga classes. Mm-hmm. And Janice, who we had to come in to teach us from a young age, that's the studio I still work at. Mm. So I guess I like oh. building long-term relationships. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, you know, and sh- she's Ashtanga, Ashtanga Yoga, so eventually come, came back full circle. I was like, no, Ashtanga is really you know, what I love, what I need, what's like the thing for me. So awesome. I did my teacher training with, um, and a Mysore program with um, Mark Darby, Mark and Joanne Darby okay. and Shankara, out of Sattva Yoga Shala in Montreal. Okay. I don't know them. Big and heavies. <laughs> yeah, look up Mark and Joanne Darby. Okay. Yeah, they're amazing. <laughs> One of these, like, you know, older couples who've been going to, to, to India to learn from the source for many, yeah, many years, decades. Cool. Um, yeah, so that was, that got my whole body working together again, you know? Awesome. And then after that, after teaching for a while in Ashtanga Yoga for cl- in a class structure, I realized the people that were coming to me with injury-based questions or some sort of imbalance, be it, you know, mind, body... Um, or even on the emotional scale, um, that I didn't, I had 
some answers mm -hmm. because of the you know being a dancer and being someone who works with their body I didn't really feel knowledgeable enough to work with them one-on-one -on -one. and I, I realized mm -hmm. that people were asking me that and I was also wanting that as well so that that's what led me more towards the yoga therapy mm -hmm. yoga therapeutics training um, and so I'm really grateful now because I can see people one-on-one -on -one to fix a certain thing that they really want to get into mm -hmm. or you know rebalance um, and or can teach a group of folks you know through this methodology so very cool um, yeah and 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 you know injuries they they're necessary because <laughs> yeah. they wake you up to um, what you think is going on mm -hmm. <laughs> and it brings you back to your vulnerability mm -hmm. which is extremely important mm -hmm. um, you know it tones down the ego a little bit big time yeah. and so that's ego built of what you think you know and then you're you know brought to a different space and it's like okay well I can't do these things anymore but what now can I do mm -hmm. and so I like to see injuries as opportunities for more growth mm -hmm. and you know staying totally humble and, <laughs> mm -hmm. and really uh, uh, they're devastating but mm -hmm. but they're also very helpful tools mm -hmm. that can emerge from injuries yeah. so I mean in terms of the the yoga journey that you've been on and you're talking mm -hmm. about the ego and you you know you've mentioned you know the community around you and how you feel one with all these people around you I mean it, it's sounds very much like it's been this spiritual journey for you where the yoga is just another side of the the movement but really they mm -hmm. have some very similar um, you know some similar components and to me I always think about you know the Nataraj the, the statue mm -hmm. of Lord Shiva doing yeah. the dance you know and it's like this, this destruction of the ego you know to me the dance is like the ultimate art for that and and it's a really spiritual journey that the dancers on that was kind of the impetus for a lot of this stuff was mm. um you know some of these conversations i would have with dancers and with, with musicians as well where you really realize that there's a lot more going on than them just moving or making sound you know like it's this really deep ancestral journey of the artist you know mm. so how, how do you see that in terms of yoga versus dance well, I'll take it back to what you first said in, in terms of spiritual journey, and I, I I would argue that this whole thing that we're doing here is a spiritual <laughs> journey. <laughs> Just, you know, life is spirit, yeah. you know. Um, uh, I appreciate that you, that you brought Shiva into the conversation because I think that we underestimate um, how much we need to continually strip away and rebuild and you know really that's more of the 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 shiva brahma and vishnu sort of you know, triad and and, mm -hmm. and um um you know birth life death regeneration they just this continuous cycles and so i see i see the world very much you know the, the things that i believe in change um <coughs> I believe in cycles and I believe in vibrations. Hmm. Um, and so when you're when you're moving the spirit um, through these molecules <laughs> and it comes out as dancer yoga, um, I really feel that the more you the more I do that anyway, because I can really only speak from what I know. Um, it's it's always just bringing yourself back to the awareness of the moment, mm -hmm. and I, I 
I, I won't be able to, to quote it exactly, but Crystal Pipe, um, one of my favorite choreographers and a Canadian choreographer, we should be very proud to have her in our roster, um, said something to the effect of, um, you know, dances, and I kind of say the same thing about yoga, but it's an ethereal thing. Mm. And the movements, they don't exist anywhere but in the body. Mm -hmm. You know, like with visual arts, you have like something tangible like there yeah. it is but movements are, are being created or melting away or being created or melting away and it's just this constant um uh regeneration or this constant flow and this um if you're not with yourself in that moment um you you know you're you're less able to move it forward mm -hmm. um and I guess I guess maybe it comes that bottles down more into the the meditative quality of both forms mm -hmm. of dance and of yoga, uh, and that's a really awareness of the moment, um, and not being distracted by, you know, monkey mind. Oh not my being god! Distracted yeah. by by the mind that wants to pull us in. A, you know, that is a beautiful part of ourselves that can bring lots of thoughts and imagination and creation. Mm. Um, you know, and your and your heart, and all the things you've lived, and your memories, and your feelings, and your all of that lives inside of you. So these, you know, these 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 stories and these percolations are are, are going. But I find the beautiful part that y you can get to is when you're just sailing through mm -hmm. all of this movement, you know, and all of this change and all of this vibration. Um, I hope I'm making sense. No, that's deep, man. That's. Yeah, like, like you know that feeling when you're just you yeah. feel pure you just you you're you're, yeah. you're not even aware that you're dancing you're not even aware that you're you know doing yoga mm. <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> you're like a you're, cork on water you're just responding perfectly to the environment you know you you tap into to the spirit of everything mm -hmm. you know you you I, for me that's that's the most powerful places because um it's not like your will is moving you mm -hmm. or an external force is moving you your will and external forces the around you are all just, you know, moving together. So you're a part of the air around you. Yeah. There's no negative, negative space and positive space. It's mm -hmm. all together. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard to describe with words. Yeah. You know, uh, and I know this is what this interview is about, but putting that into words is a very, um, a very sensitive thing because I think it also is, is different for everyone. Yeah. But you, as you move, you're processing as you move you're stripping away as mm -hmm. you move you're building and so it speaks to very much just how i feel about every moment yeah every moment will never ever be the same mm -hmm. again well you know we're in constant change and vibration yeah. so um i think it's just my way of tapping into the reality of that and mm -hmm. really bringing myself back to um Just the energies that, that, that go through us and that yeah, are all the around. truth, the essence, like the I mean, I was again, super blessed with the parents that I have. My dad when I was I think fifteen years old. Have you heard of Carlos Castaneda? Mm hmm He just you gave me all those books. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just so you know, it's not about the drugs. <laughs> By the way. He's like, This is this guy's way in because he couldn't break his mind. But like read these books. <laughs> You can do without the drugs too. Just uh, yeah, 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 exactly. He's like, it's not just keep reading. <laughs> He's like, don't listen to Carlos, listen to Don Juan. So wow, I think yeah. that also like 
just woke me up to mm-hmm. a very spiritual path and mm-hmm. everything that I do needs to feed mm-hmm. into that and build, you know, not even positivity. It just, I just need to be with what's happening the oneness, because the world yeah. is chaos, mm-hmm. you know, and I, if I expect it's going to go any other kind of way, yeah. to me, I've lost my sense of, of what's real. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's being okay with that chaos as it moves and it's like, it's all just movement you know sometimes is, that movement yeah. harms you sometimes that movement fulfills you and you mm. just got to keep it moving well yeah you know that's deep man so one question that popped up for me when you're you were talking there is like you're chasing this elusive state that we're describing <laughs> and but part of you is chasing, chasing it or chasing your 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 i mean you, there are things taking you away from it and you're striving to be one with it right would that be fair to say sure okay yeah so now yeah, part of you has to do that on stage in front of 2500 screaming kids oh that's so and much then, easier oh really yeah oh and then the other part of you like let's say you're in a nightclub like you've come out to dance to my sets i love yeah. when you come out by the way yeah and you know so i'm watching you there and you're you're also doing that same thing you're you're like um you're also pursuing this the dance in a state mm-hmm. you know i i feel like i am all the time and and you know that's something i've talked about with lots of other dancers is that sometimes the conditions are right your mind state is right and you can access that mm. that oneness that bliss whatever you want to call it you can access it m- more easily and then other times there's a lot that's pulling at you, you yeah know, it could be the monkey mind it could be situations around you conflict around you whatever yeah. it is that's taking you away from it right so how is it for you when you're getting paid to do it how is it for you when you're you're paying to go to a club to see a musician mm-hmm. or a DJ that you really love? What's the difference? Is there a difference? Is it the same thing? Hmm. Um, obviously, I've um, put in an enormous amount of work. Yeah. So I... you know uh non-negotiable if i'm doing a job need to be paid Mm -hmm. because that's work that's just my work that's what i've built towards i'm there to do a certain job um but i I, i'd like to think that connections aren't transactional (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um whether i pay or whether i get pay it's just a form of access right um gives me access to the club or someone can have access to come see me dance um but essentially, you're all, I'm always there, um, be it on stage in front of a lot of people or in a club with very few people, because um, sometimes those are the best moments when there's like five people and you're all just wailing absolutely. out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm always searching for connection and for, for a shared understanding and for that magical moment where you're both existing and you're... Mm-hmm both aware that you're existing in the same space, but you're not focused on the fact that you're being aware, you know, like um, that your heightened state is actually just moving through Mm. with other people. Um, You know, when, when, when being in a, in a, (laughs) being in a, in a room full of, you know, a mass amount of kids and um, it's not unlike, those moments maybe uh, as a DJ I, I don't know because I don't play music for, for folks like that but um, but as a wolf if I or as a duck for instance like I do this movement where you <laughs> like shake off all the water and that just makes kids laugh so yeah. much oh, yeah, that's and <laughs> it's really fun the whole thing is like mm-hmm. 
It's really fun. I love it so much. <laughs> but I get to be very, you know me, I'm so silly. Yeah. I'm really, really like, just very silly, You're very silly. ridiculous person. Yeah. <laughs> much to Quende's dismay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, um, um, that's, you know, if, if I do that mm. and that makes someone laugh, then that mm -hmm. spurs me to do the next thing and it's a conversation. You're feeding and back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I find it very hard to to create movement and build dance without other people around. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's something that I need to do more of and, mm. and really... I mean, obviously, I go into a studio by myself and I build movement for choreographies and things like that. But mm -hmm. I feel like it's very... Sometimes I'm like, is this even really real mm. <laughs> who's this for if like if i'm just making forest, mm. if you dance in your basement <laughs> if you dance in your basement and you're not sharing it with someone yeah, how powerful is it really interesting how real is it really but mm -hmm. you're also in a conversation with yourself you know? and also the mechanics of it like you're working out the mechanics of it mm -hmm. i mean we like sarah I mean, and i, I mean train like, you know yeah. and we're like okay we're just gonna drill but then lately i've been finding you know i like actually having the the social media kind of aspect of it and sharing the dance sessions yeah. you know yeah and it's just like it's kind of intimidating at first but then when you start doing it, it's like yeah like people need to see this and this yeah. is what the art is and know? i think it's too it's like when do you when do you like really create something that's like very structured well and, thought out mm -hmm. and structured and you know how do you how do you share that um and then sharing something that you know necess isn't necessarily what you would consider, you know, on the way to perfection, um, but it's pure. Yeah, it's off and the it's cuff. Yeah, it's and people respond to both of those things. In different ways, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so the difference between less people and more people, it doesn't really matter. I, I, I really do like having people around, though. Because mm -hmm. um, it informs what I'm doing, and, and every time you dance a dance, it's different. It's true. And I mean, I have a choreography that I do, but depending on who's in the room, that choreography is going to be different. Like if I'm the monster and the girl in the front row is screaming, crying, because <laughs> she's terrified you of me. You can tone that down a little like bit, are you? <laughs> soften and just take it, like, go over this way a little bit, you know? Like, <laughs> again, it's not gonna totally did like my job. <laughs> 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 Seriously, my <laughs> It's a mixture between like Grover and Animal, you know, <laughs> with a big, big mascot. It's fantastic. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I think you're moving energies, and if the more energy mm. there is, the more informs what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, but it's how harder for me, I think, to self-energize mm -hmm. in a studio alone um so uh, how however like in a studio with other people like why i love what i do is not so much about the performance as about building and creating and and you know making informed choices and weaving all that together to make something that you can share with people but really everyone that was in the process like has a really deep experience with mm -hmm. each other mm -hmm. as we know from working with each yeah, other yeah yeah um, and then once you put it out there, for me, nothing is like a, a dance isn't finished until you've put it in front of an audience. Mm. Like that's the last part because again, for me, if I've made a piece, 
that's my perspective. But in order for that piece to be whole, it needs all the different people in the room, all the people who are in the audience, their perspective makes it what it is. They might have thought of something that I didn't, you know, think about that they experienced through them and their their stories or their, you know, their life. And that informs the piece. Amazing. That makes the piece grow. That makes the piece more whole. Mm. And so it exists in more people's minds, experiences, and, and then it really, it really has life. Wow. Whereas whatever I have to say is just, you know, it's just one thing. Mm. <laughs> like, the, the feedback is really, is really in the energy towards it and around it. And, or even the refusal of it, you know, that's, that's, that's important too. You have to mm. be able to listen to those things. So. Yeah, I read somewhere, it was a quote, I forget which, who said it, but it was something about to the effect that as a dancer, it's impossible to hide what you're thinking when you're dancing. I've always thought of that, and it was, it's kind of a terrifying thing, really, if you think about it, <laughs> that your emotions would be, and your and your thought processes in the moment would be very apparent. But I must say that when I watch myself often, I can see where that comes from, you know, where that quote, where that idea comes from. Yeah. And I think that's part of it, is you need to come to this sense of, like, like a mission that you're on, and then, in a way, you have to switch off and do it, you know? You have to switch off. Yeah. You, like... You but do. you switch on also. I mean, it's like you're switching off and on at the same time where you're like, you're switching off certain parts of you and you're switching on another part where you really... Well, that's where dance is enlightening. Mm. Because if you're thinking about making your grocery list... Yeah. It's <laughs> not going to happen. It's going to be really hard to dance. <laughs> I mean, you uh, can. <laughs> you can make, you make it... Ketchup. Yeah, if you're you really know, like, like a literal piece about it. Um, yeah, no, I mean... I guess, I guess for me, the place that I'm at now, having had a lot of many different kinds of experiences with mm -hmm. dance and from different angles and styles and, and what have you, um, I think there's a lot of trust that I've built and a lot of compassion and a lot of love for myself um, that I, you know, when I'm dancing in a, like, in a, in a nightclub and this is, you know, often like one of the most joyous times of dancing because you're there to enjoy space with mm -hmm. other people. That's the purpose of it. Right? Mm -hmm. um, I find I'm more looking to the faces of people and like, you know, trying to create, like connect and, and play off other people or play off what I've seen before and just continue that, but elevate it or, mm. you know, bring it to a different space. And um, it's play. And I think, I think play is, is, one of the most important things when it mm. comes to being creative you mm -hmm. have to let yourself have that freedom um and so i tr the the trust comes from i'm letting myself feel mm. i go with feelings i you know i'm a feeler that's why i call mm. my piece of feelers like i'm a feeler <laughs> i cry at everything um <laughs> but I can't be thinking about dancing and dance steps. I have to trust that those exist in me and uh, mm. they'll, be, they'll be called upon and they'll, they have their own energy and they'll come forward when they feel they need to speak. And That's you know, amazing. the ballet comes out at one point and then it's like, okay, the ballet's had its time. And then oh, no, no, it's for some like deeply contemporary and mm. you know, that, that, that I'm not even so much making those choices on myself, but with um, everything that's happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think in creating dance, when you want to create a choreography, you have to be 
sort of aware and careful of where your tendencies go to not like just repeat the same thing over and over all the time. Yes. But without that time for play, you won't even know what those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love going out. <laughs> I love going out dancing. Me too, man. It's uh, fun. <laughs> it's one of the best um, things ever. And yeah. honestly, I, I, I'm so grateful to uh, you all, you know, in and around the hip-hop community in Ottawa because you're such open-hearted people. Yeah, there's a lot of good people. Holy moly. And, you yeah. know, I come from a different space and I come from a different tradition and a different, mm-hmm. you know, kind of culture with dance. But I've never felt excluded. Mm. Um, and I've, I've always felt like people, you know, like you learn from me, I learn from you, each one teach yeah. one. and. And we all are, are we all share, here to share energy together, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to also, you know, still be respectful of, of space and, yeah, and the space that, that, that I exist in, what I bring to the table, but. Um, so you dance to a lot of different yeah. kinds of music. How much yeah. of the dance do you think comes from the rhythm? What's the relationship between dance and rhythm for you? Like, how do you navigate that? Because for me, I mean, I'm growing up as a percussionist and, and a mm-hmm. musician, Dance is almost, you know, I mean, 10 years ago when I, 12 now, when I started dancing with Sarah, mm-hmm. I had this shift where it became more of a visual art form for me. But before that, it was mm-hmm. almost pure rhythm for me, dance. Mm. You know, I mean, I was doing moves, but they existed within this very dominating structure mm-hmm. of rhythm in my mind. And now, I would say the last 12 years, it's 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 become almost more of a 50-50 thing where there's the structure, yes, but what's on top is just as important, you know? So does that, how does that resonate with you? Like what, uh, what does that make you think of? If you're a dancer, you are also a part of the rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, you create rhythms off those rhythms. Yes. You create melodies off those melodies. So you are just an embodiment of an, a new part of the music mm. that if you added another instrument, that the dance is that but it just happens to be visual. Mm. Um, It's an interesting thing to ask me because, you know, growing up, up until my contemporary dance uh, training, um, you know, ballet was the most consistent thing. And in ballet, you learn a lot, like I had a lot of musical education that came along with it. Um, And, you know, in ballet, everything is choreographed to the music and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain... um, it's generally in a you know four eight (laughs) and maybe there's some three fours in there but uh you know it's 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 a very you know sort of common um structure in which to dance and that has its own rhythm and that has its own own play um but in contemporary dance a lot of the time we don't use music at all yeah um, and then so rhythm becomes a completely different other thing when and you're the sound coming off you is also part of the experience as a wa- as a watcher as a as a spectator to it yeah right? yeah and when you <laughs> yeah 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 well it's funny that you do you that because you're also breathing really heavily yeah and so little little secret um, when you're dancing with other people in contemporary dance a grounding connecting the zen phase where you all are together but how are they together because there's no music breath. You know, it has its own. Yeah, I, there was a lot of that in your piece, actually. I remember. Um, and I didn't ask them to do that. 
Uh, it's very I never it's beautiful rhythm. Actually, I'd love to hear more. Of, like, I'd love to make music out of that. You know, like actual loud amplified versions of that. You know, because yeah, they're beautiful sounds. And when it, you know, and, and and a lot of it is like if the movement's bringing you over here, it's going to make you Nat- breathe naturally. A exhale way. in yeah. a certain way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not putting it on, mm-hmm. but you may need the, your friends to hear it in order to be together, and so yeah, sort of necessary mm. <laughs> to have cool. um so so i find that if it just a f- yeah it's a, it's great and it's a fascinating question and i i i don't know you know i don't i don't know if i have the answer to no, it it's cool. i think, you're, um, you're I think into it. part of what i'm really engaged with like i'm taking intro to breaking okay with c oh do yeah just because I, I, you know, I take it in visually a lot, yeah, yeah. b-boying, b-girling, but I don't, I'm always curious, like, okay, but, like, which of those movements are, like, inherently, yeah, how does it work? you know, <laughs> part of this technique and part of this yeah. style, and how are, how is each person shaping that? And yeah. I feel like the more I'm learning from Seed and, you know, the people that I watch and it's teaching you dance foundation. with, yeah, exactly, and then you can see just how creative people are yeah, being. Oh my gosh, the more you know, the more you know, the more you appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. b is like, just incredible. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so just back to, you know, to, to rhythms and, 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 Quende, and we were referring to Quende, but really also DJ Mimetic of yeah. Beautiful Time Code fame. Um, um, for him, culturally, like you can't separate the dance and the rhythm. Mm-hmm. And we went to um, Crazy Smooth's hustle class. Okay. And we had a really different experience because mm-hmm. it's a three... Three-four rhythm. Three-four yeah. rhythm on a four-four On a four-four four beat, yeah. You know, four-four mm. four beat. Quande just had to step and, like, really try to integrate it's how that could happen. tricky at first, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I'm used to, like, not even having rhythm or just, like... Yeah. So for me, it's, like, there's just this constant three-four that's happening yeah. in my legs. That's fine. You yeah. know, and then there's just this thing that's just happening over top. But I realize I can deconstruct rhythms yes. because yeah. of the abstract way that we work with rhythms in contemporary yeah. dance. And there's a lot of like, you know, you'll be on a five eight at one point, and then you'll be on like a on a nine, and then you'll be on a six. And it's a lot of the time it's choreographed in 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 not not the kind of westernized mm-hmm. four 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 eight three eight three four whatever um, yeah. time signatures. And I have adored adored growing in that and, mm. and, and living with that and dancing with that um, but you also you know to speak of rhythm you also have your own internal rhythm and your yes. you know your own impulses and which is different every day also depending on how you feel and again coming you know. back to the cycles mm-hmm. I really believe in cycles and I really really believe in, I mean maybe it's also because you know I'm a woman and I track my you know my calendar and I know when I'm really hormonal (laughs) I know when I'm you know about to have my period and I know and so like that intimacy with just the 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 physicality and and how just a cycle of hormones can affect you Hmm. um you know that's a very sort of basic thing but then you know there are other aspects too and other cycles that we exist within and um yeah that I think that's part of what you need to tap into too um, I'm always curious to, to, to observe other dancers to see what other rhythms. Yeah. But it's funny because I have this rhythm talk with a lot of people and to me it's like, okay, well, rhythm is like one thing though. And then like, what about melody? Because mm-hmm. to me that's a, 
equally strong. Like I wouldn't say that rhythm is the thing. I would say there's rhythm, there's there's melody, there's there's space, there's silence, and maybe that's part of those things too. Mm -hmm. But um, that maybe for me, rhythm rhythm specifically isn't necessarily the driving force, but a part of a um, host of of things that are happening. So like when someone's playing music. I observe that I like to play with dancing on the rhythm, on the beat. Um, you know, dancing with the melody. Around, okay. Yeah, around, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finding p the spaces where there's no sounds yeah. and, and animating those spaces or animating those silences. Uh, and I love, like, the more we're talking about it, the more I'm realizing that that's what I do. <laughs> and... You know, how can you make the what would seem more melodic movements? Those are just actually those are just other rhythms. They're just yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> but this is this too. Yeah. It's like it's not not rhythm, but it's. Mm. I think I think when I hear rhythm, I assume people are talking about beat. Yeah, and like I mean, th this is a whole other you know, it's a whole other philosophical discussion about what <laughs> melody is versus what rhythm. I don't actually even believe that melody <laughs> exists anymore. They're just different types of rhythms. And so it's like there are certain rhythms that have, have pitched instruments yeah. or have pitched tones, yeah. but they're just rhythms also, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean all I of have, life. I, I totally agree, and I have much less um, study. Yeah, you're just of looking music. at it in a different way, yeah. And so, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess, my literacy comes more from you know from dancing. You have staccato movements, mm -hmm. and you have smooth movements, and you have, you know. Um, tense and loaded movements and you yeah. you have Relax. really light places and mm. you know all of those things interplay for me and that mm -hmm. uh, of course inherently they have their own cycles and their own yes. rhythms but um, yeah I was assuming you were talking about beat that's cool no that's cool no, no, no. <laughs> it's all just a different uh, nomenclature for the same thing really I mean nomenclature it's, exactly it's uh, you know semantics put it that way yes yeah. Yeah, it's but it's really, important to yeah. it's important to like really name those things and like what are we talking about and mm -hmm. you know what are we talking about when we talk about rhythm when we talking about cycles are we talking about beat are we talking about repetition are we talking you know tempo too tempo that's another thing right like how do you feel about dancing to hip hop versus dancing to house music and is there one mm. that resonates more with you like what do you relate to more are they the same fast song slow song Drum and bass. How do you feel about dancing to drum and bass? <sighs> I mean, drum and bass is very holds a very special place in my heart. Me too. I love it so much. A lot of so, people actually really love drum and bass. You know, you don't hear it a lot. You hardly ever hear it. Foundational. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's amazing music. So good. Yeah. So good. I wish. Yeah, I, I would want to hear that more. Me Any too. DJs out there? You want to play all that? <laughs> I'm gonna be there. Um, Tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. Hey! <laughs> morning jam. Did you see that ad? For the, I'm playing a morning jam on the beach tomorrow with uh, with Jay Fun and uh, Ollie. So fun! Of, yeah, and they I and Ollie's a big drum and bass head, so I'm sure there'll be some drum and bass involved. I'm, uh, <laughs> damn, I wish I could, but I also I'm very happy with where I'm going to be, which is in rehearsal with the peptides. Okay, cool. <laughs> are you guys shooting uh, for a show, or are music you preparing video. something, or a music video? Cool. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna launch it in September, awesome. September, October. So awesome. Yeah, and that's a great. And you made a music video for uh, Tara's piece that I worked on with her. Yeah, and that was really what interesting. What a joyous as well. time that was! That was oh a lot my of fun. gosh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know you that well. That's right. Then either, yeah. and uh, I really, you just told me to give her. Oh, you did. And like, <laughs> you hella gave her. <laughs> well, I think it it's crazy. true that it was such a positive environment. Yeah, and the song was playing, and I was on that 
on that kind of rhythm that day. Yeah. And the girls in the background, you know, they were one awesome. of them I didn't know so well, but had a wonderful energy about her. Yeah. And the other two, like Edith and Tara, like those yeah. are... <laughs> Near I love years. those ladies. So <laughs> I just felt really supported and really yeah. um, appreciated. And that, that was a makes you want to give you know, back, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's it some was beautiful wonderful. footage. I mean, that's amazing stuff. So I'll, yeah. I'll cut some of it in the intro. I here, mean, you so. were like here. Yeah, were I awesome. watch it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so you asked me, you know, what do I prefer dancing to? Any, uh, give me anything. Because yeah. if I especially if I don't resonate on it because uh -huh. I want to figure out why. Okay. You know, what about this doesn't resonate with me? How can I find my way through this? Do you collect music yourself? Yeah. MP3s or do you have a CD collection or how do you do it? Both. Yeah, usually MP3s, but, uh, uh, I, yeah. Do you stream music as well? Or? Yeah. Yeah. The stuff you stream, do you, uh, if you f hear something really amazing, do you try to go out of your way to get it or do you... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. gotta own it, type thing. You, you I, like if, to own if it. it really, if I really feel it needs to be a part of me, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather have it so you can have it offline, type. Yeah, thing. yeah. Cool. I mean, I'm a, I've, I've always, and I say always, that's, it's hmm, a big word. Since about the age of sixteen, <laughs> maybe fifteen, fourteen, my brother, my brother um, was really into hip hop. Okay. And he's older than me, and so I was very lucky in that, like, I got introduced to hip-hop and, you know, and drum and bass and, and electronic styles of music. Probably around, like, 13, yeah. 14. Um, and I really appreciate that from my brother because I don't think without him um, it would have been a part of my world. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I just ended up having a voracious appetite for electronic music and for awesome. hip-hop. And I just gather and gather and gather, and nice. you know, you, there's there's the songs that you dance to at home, <laughs> and you're just so excited. But a lot of it is just accompanying me as I do things. And yeah. anyone who's been in creation with me, like I will, I will put on a lot of different styles of music cool. as we're creating, so that different parts of ourselves can be pulled out. So mm. it's not just one one thing. Um, uh, I've really been enjoying exploring, very lightly, but hopefully more, a house with you, though. Cool. Like, I really, I feel like that is a, an interesting intersection. It's amazing. From my world into, you know, what I, what I like to listen to. And, awesome. You know? Turning um, into a house head. I am fine with that. <laughs> house tends to be something that appeals to people older, you know, when they get older. It's funny mm -hmm. how you kind of grow into it in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I never listened to house until I was old enough to go out to clubs. And then mm. when I started going out, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then it just got deeper and deeper mm. to the point where now I'm obsessed with it. You know? I will say I love, love, love heavy, heavy beats, heavy yeah. drums, heavy rhythm. Yeah, for sure. Um, that just... That soothes the soul. Yeah, totally. Um, and maybe that, you know, rewinding back to um, just even what I started listening to, like, I don't know. Yeah. It grows and changes, though, right? Like, it, it does change and evolve as you get older. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then the I have to say, a lot of my consumption of music is grâce à yeah, of course. Monsieur Quende. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, 
you know, the reason that we're even talking is because I took in one of his performances and the next time he came across my path, I was like, thank you so much for your music. It was my dad's birthday and it just resonated so much. Nothing, you know, like, "Mm, you really, you know, obviously he's gorgeous. Like, (laughs) it was really like, wow, you know, like that was the, I just, I so dig on the right music for the right time. And then, you know, oh my gosh, that has such power. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the fact that he plays and creates the exact same music that I adore Mm -hmm. is, is, just a gift in life yeah you guys have that then in i can common. ask him and you know i can be aware of more mm. like one of my favorite artists flacco i would have never have known i think about him had it not been for that partnership so Amazing. just the people around you and what they, yeah, they show you, you as well yeah it's also the dance i mean uh, something i think you, you had watched the interview i did with the Knox, and we yeah. talked about that as well how like often you'll be dancing and these things will come out of you where it's like you just feel like that presence or the energy of the person who taught you that move you know mm. it's amazing it's like the all mm-hmm. these people are there with you and like it's like a martial arts teacher almost that's with you in the ring you know or like you know this guide that you have your parents that are in with your you know your upbringing it's amazing right yeah absolutely. it's this culture that's given to us and then it grows through us we spread it as well but it's this very profound experience that you have that's tied to that person who taught you you know so. which makes me think that contrary maybe to i don't know i think dance just keeps getting richer it does no because doubt. there are more layers and there are more intersections and there's more sharing and there's more elevation and there's you know, it just keeps growing and percolating and right. growing and percolating. And, and mm. you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I've been thinking this year, um, I guess I've just been thinking about who I am, what I'm carrying with me. And um, my grandmother on my dad's side is uh, Ukrainian. Mm. And this year I'm going to be taking some Ukrainian dance classes mm-hmm. just to... Yeah, man. Like I'm, like yeah. the, you know, I think it's important to look at yourself and see, like, Word. what's back there, Yo, for and sure. whoop, just bring it, bring it forward, and and encompass mm-hmm. that, and really bring your ancestors forward, and honor your Word. honor your family, honor who came before, and absolutely. Also, to know what your space means and mm-hmm. what it means when you do take space, you know, in a in a dance environment, or even you know, even not. But mm. you know, for me, my lang- my. I would say my main language is is dance. Movement, yeah. You know, I speak nonverbal and English and French. <laughs> I speak it nonverbal. Um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that because I think that's Ooh. just going to add a super, super deep level to all this. That's amazing. And, like, that's another thing I love about house is it comes from a lot of these traditional forms like, you know, capoeira mm. and then on the, the Afro-Latin side and, and all the different cultural dances from Haitian cultural dances to, mm-hmm. you know, West African cultural dances. Yeah. A lot of them have really informed house and it's this sort of a melting pot, you know, that I, that I really love as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's amazing. And those, and those like, the, all those styles of dancing aren't inherent to my culture. Mm-hmm. And so I learn more about the world and have access into, oh, you know, this is this type of dance from this place. And, yeah. you know, what's what's it like for those people? Why did they dance? And it mm-hmm. gives you, you know, an impetus maybe to, culture, to to learn about culture and yeah. to understand, okay, well, you know, this is that. And then so what are, what is the ways that I'm dancing? And it's amazing. Where does that come from? And how was that built? And what, am, you know, mm-hmm. how are we sharing the space? And mm-hmm. I think I think you can't be a dancer and not, what well, I mean you can, but I think it's important as a dancer to really be connected to your culture and your heritage. Yeah. 
and to and bring others, that awareness and others heritage and, then, and, and cultures, then, you know, so that you know what you're bringing to yeah. the table, mm -hmm. and it gives you a platform from which to understand or start to understand or relate and share yeah. and work off, you know, each other's. Yeah. Um, it's amazing, and not just you know. Also, like I have to say, uh, you know, I'm a contemporary dancer and I'm a and I'm a ballet dancer, and I've I've done lots of different styles of dance. Like I wouldn't feel uncomfortable tapping, yeah, for instance. I grew up tapping, mm -hmm. like it lives inside me. It may come out one day, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm not about to go in there and do a movement that I've seen from someone without knowing really where it comes oh. from. Hence me yeah. like wanting to know more about b-girling. Yeah. You can't fake I'm the I'm not going to turn into a b-girl, but... You can't fake the I've funk. been watching it and I've <laughs> been, you know, oh my gosh, what is, this is so beautiful and I've been loving this and yeah. loving taking it in visually, but to really, you know, respect it and know it, you got to learn from the people. you got to put really your time in and you got to learn it. It's got to become part of you. Mm -hmm. But uh, no, it's amazing. But at the same time, like I, what I love about it is the, you know, to me it's the promise of you know unity in the in the world of culture where we can really look at all these different cultures and take some of the best elements of all these yeah. different cultures and you know unabashedly love them and grow to to for them to be part of you you know yeah. i mean it's amazing like it's that's the promise of what the world could be you know from culinary arts to dance to everything you know i mean it, it's just yoga you know mm -hmm. i mean it's like to me that's you know, as yeah. much as we have to be aware of cultural appropriation and, and, and in the context of colonialism, um, I think Absolutely. it's a double-edged sword. Like, we don't want to rob ourselves of the beauty of all these different cultures just because we're afraid of being cultural appropriating, you know? I mean, it's, it's a... No, you just have to respect where it's coming yeah. from and seek the source. Put the and time in and learn. always move forward yeah. in a respectful way. Mm -hmm. Learn the knowledge. You mm -hmm. know, talk to people. Um, yeah. Because that's the promise of humanity to me, man. Yeah. It's like there's so yeah. many beautiful, intricate little pockets of art and life that are around the world. And if we could just open up all our hearts at the same time to all this stuff and learn, imagine yeah. what the world would be like, you know? Listen. And listen. We've got to listen. Yeah. We've got to listen to each other, mm -hmm. you know, in order to truly, like, find that, that really deep and positive space, we need to listen to each other. And not be afraid of people who are different, too, you know, and, like, opening your, yourself up to people. Because we tend to, birds of a feather, you know, flock together, and <sighs> everybody tends like, to have their... oh, bring it on, yeah. like, what, you know, for me, that's breath. As a dancer, especially, air. you're just like, wow, yeah, I want to learn yeah, that. More, more, more. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> so beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, uh. yeah. I mean, that's really, you know, you're touching on the power of the arts a lot, too, and the power of healing, or the healing of the arts, or arts and healing, and, yeah. you know, that, that... Uh, what really enraged me when <laughs> Stephen Harper was in, in power mm -hmm. and he, you know, really, there was a, a very, very scarce and very scary time for mm. the arts in Canada it was. when he was in, in power. It was brutal. Um, and how he refused art, you know, in a certain way. And I just, I, I mm. wish I had a conversation with him face to face. Like, oh, Stephen Harper, so my many dear, times. like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> do you watch movies? Mm. Do oh, he watches Netflix. Your, yeah, do you listen to your music? Do yeah. you go dance at weddings? Then yeah. how can you say yeah. that the arts aren't important? Oh, You're crazy. not allowed to listen to music ever again. <laughs> You're not allowed to listen, watch any films ever again. You're not allowed to go watch any dance performances. Your children aren't allowed to dance. Like, if you yeah. took all, stripped them away from all the arts, miserable. Yeah. I'm sure. Miserable life. You know, and we really have to... 
see how much the arts are infused in our everyday and are part of the joy and the solace of living. Yeah, man. And they, you know, yeah, human culture. The ways for us to connect with each other and mm. the power of nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Because we get a lot of, you know, sometimes we don't understand each other through words. Sometimes words, words can be very necessary, like in terms of consent, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, someone mm-hmm. says you want to do something and you say no. You know, that's very necessary words. They might not pick up on your nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think there's space for both, but uh, there's more language in the, in the nonverbal that people speak than they're aware of mm. um, and could pull more fra- from, I think. Mm. And also, we need to be careful with our words and very clear. Yeah when we are speaking hmm. so what do you think the um, the new media landscape has done to dance like YouTube I mean you started dancing way before YouTube yeah so what, what do you think the effect of all that is on, on as a dancer but also as an audience for dance as a, as a fan of dance for example mm. like what do you think that is yeah um, d- you know, given that dancing exists in the dancer, it kind of goes back to this tangibility thing that we're talking about. How, you know, if I like a visual artist, how it's Sao, who comes from Ottawa, I can participate in his art. I can put it on my wall and I can own it for as long as I want to own it. So long as no one touches it, right? Mm. And it exists there and it's tangible and it's real and I can point to it. Mm. Um, but how do you own dance? Mm. Do you have a video of it that you play for people in your home? Probably not. Do you invite a dancer over to just like dance in one corner of your room forevermore next to this? No, like, mm. <laughs> so access is what I would say is, you know, has really happened. It's given people quick access to dance. Mm. Um, and I would say even, you know, the, so you think you can dance where you yeah. know, for me, that's on the commercial side of, uh, of dancing, and I'm more on the you know, theater-based side of dancing. Um, what a joy and a revelation and oh, finally feeling I got that even though it wasn't exactly what I did, that dance is now existing in people people's People can homes. understand it a bit more. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's people knew people's it. dancers' names. Mm, that's crazy, eh? Yeah. Whoa, you know? That's people wonderful, like. Yeah so so get into knowing singers and like mm-hmm. ah, celebrities. Yeah. how many dancers do we do this with yeah how many dancers do we know off by heart yeah you know it's crazy people say gene kelly or like yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like cool yeah. but but there's a like, few more <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> and so i think you know i think i really appreciate just how much people are sharing and i just i hope that they're very clear with like say underneath like this is movement made by me and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know own your stuff and and really get that's a whole other thing is like even as a fan of dance is like the literacy around um you know respecting the creativity and the work that goes into it you know yeah i mean i would i think that poets are probably maybe even a little worse off than dancers are but dancers are pretty far down the list Mm. in terms of how appreciated they are you know and it's a it's contemporary a very dance is the least funded art form in Canada. Jesus. Poetry, 
also not doing uh, something yeah, like that. Poetry's not oh a God. very lucrative field either. <laughs> but I mean, with yeah, like it's yeah. it's just really um, fringe, I guess. You know, yeah. is what it is. You have to accept that. Yeah. If you're gonna be going into either of those things. Yeah, and you've embraced that part, even for yourself as a as a person. You know, looking at this as a career. You know, yeah. like you've embraced that and the the how transitory it is and how. You know, you got to go from one gig to the next, and it's yeah. there's not a lot of consistency. You have but I some think it's gigs, also or, it's also you know, um, I'm me recognizing where I am, when I am, and what does that mean. So I came back to Ottawa after having grown up here, and then was in Montreal for six years. Um, I came back, and as was mentioned to me after I made my first year in independent dance, that this was the first person to make a full-time career in contemporary dance mm. independently. Mm. So I'm contracted through Propeller Dance, um, Tardus Dance, you know, Dorsal Dance. I worked for Théâtre de Riverdain and Platypus Theatre and, you know, different gigs that keep me a full-time mm -hmm. job. Um, if I'm the only person <laughs> doing that, then it's also, re you know, recognizing like, okay, I have all the jobs and I'm moving forward, but how can I create more mm -hmm. for the next generation, for the people around me? And so this is even why I've gone and, and really tried to, you know, um, make connections with other people in the city who are doing other things, folks in the theater community, folks in the music community, folks in other different styles of dance, you know, in, in you all in the hip-hop community, but also swing dancers, and uh, just to be, you know, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> like contemporary dance, it exists in the city, and... There's and a lot of division in the I dance I do a lot of work too. in trying to, in, in, in awareness building, mm. and I, I just took that on for myself, because all the people who are running all the organizations in Ottawa in contemporary dance are maxed. They're doing. They're putting their whole heart, their whole selves, into that, and or raising kids. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so they're full time. They're full on. They're doing all that work. And so, if I don't have kids, and I, you know, I'm here doing this, then it's sort of. I think it's a beautiful obligation mm -hmm. to spread the word, and to put myself in positions where I'm. You know, I am talking about what we do, and I am talking about my community, and um, um, and I'm happy to do it. But it's turned into now like. You know, I'm super happy. I sit on the the um, com youth and culture committee for the city of Ottawa, mm -hmm. um, which created and we cure. Um, we also uh, sit on the jury for a micro grant of a thousand dollars three times a year That's for cool. um, you know youth or emerging artists um, or people working in culture, like in in history or awesome. historical stuff. So, um, yeah. It also, like, being in the position I am in, it also means I'm my own artist manager. Mm -hmm. So I really do a lot of jobs. Yeah, you're working it hard, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of self-management. I would say anyone who's going into dance, you, you like, go you take any self-management courses you can. Mm -hmm. You know, really know how to do it, how to do it proper. Yeah. So that uh, you can, yeah, keep getting the next things. Um, One thing but you gotta create your own work, you know. This mm -hmm. thing with the peptides, like, yeah. I created a relationship with them. We kept talking. We kept talking about the possibility of doing something mm -hmm. until the situation was happens, right, yeah. you know. 
but you've you've like I said before, you've always got to keep it moving. You'd be a self starter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we haven't even touched on, which is a huge part of you when I think about you as a dancer as well as as a person, is your work with uh, propeller dance as well. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk about that a bit? Always. I always want to talk about propeller dance. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, propeller dance, I I did an audition for when I moved back here in 2011, December of 2011, and got hired in January of 2012. Um, And Propeller is a dance organization in Ottawa that um, has a a professional performing company that I dance for Mm -hmm. um, that's nine nine members strong. Um, And it's a motley crew of folks who are able-bodied (laughs) able-bodied, <laughs> whatever that means. Relatively <laughs> able-bodied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, folks who, who, who have different uh, types of physical disabilities or cognitive disabilities, and um, including, you know, uh, manual or, or, or power wheelchairs, um, including, you know, uh, my friend Bella um, is autistic and just a lot of different expressions of all the different beautiful ways that human beings can be mm. uh, formed and expressed and live in the world. Um, there's also um, um, community classes that we put on for different age groups. I taught the youth class uh, for two years and I wish I could still teach it because it was amazing, you know, connecting with youth from all different expressions um, mm. of ability and finding an equal space and it which oh my gosh created so much power and yeah i really 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 miss those classes um and we go into in an outreach programming go into schools and just to 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 create the awareness of disability and, and the awareness of you know the capacities within Mm-hmm. You know, just if you live with disabilities, doesn't mean you can't dance. If you, the lo- the 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 motto I almost said logo, the motto is if you can breathe, you can dance. That's amazing. You know, um, and you're right. This is a huge part of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I started working with them, so it really fulfills a part of me that's actually been with me since I was young. My dad, when he was seven, 18, whatever, when he was young, <laughs> went and worked at um, one of the first um, Lache um, Oh, are you serious with Jean Vanier's uh, yeah, project? Yeah, so he worked with Jean Vanier. Wow. Um, so I grew up um, in England, when I was growing up in England, and we'd go down to France and we'd Amazing. stay uh, in, um, in the Lache community. In Did Pierrefonds. you ever meet Jean Vanier? Mm. No, yeah. he's like chills in his home these okay. days. Yeah, but um, amazing individual though. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I've been in front of his house while he was in there, and yeah. my uncle's like, "So he's in there, but he like doesn't want to go." go, go on. On. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as a community, I go back to a lot, um, a lot, even as an adult. Uh, his know. ideals and his uh, his way of thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's really it's totally necessary. He was a totally necessary person and very um, respectful and and, and forward-thinking, especially in the times, because he started to take um, folks with disability out of institutions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole concept that, like, if you have a different expression of ability as a person, 
it doesn't mean you should be locked away. Yeah. It means we all need to understand what that means in our society and make mm -hmm. the shifts in order to include that person. Mm -hmm. um, so having grown up, you know, being around a lot of a lot of different kinds of people who live with a lot of different kinds of abilities, it's just natural for me. It's just you know part of the world. Um, and so to find a dance company that does exactly yeah, that it, yeah. is like just a, a natural continuation of that. Amazing. Um, so that's been a blessing in my life, and it's really I've never, not I've never, but um, when I started dancing with them, I realized that that this was the next learning. Well, this is the next thing I need to be doing. You can't not be fully yourself. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it it's really deepened my concepts of authenticity and being here and being in the moment and connecting with people. Because well, if you're in space with someone who really observes the world in a very different kind of way than you, and where do the where are the intersections? Hmm. You know, how do you find a connection? How do you find that the very thing that, you know, you know, I was saying earlier that I seek out, like, yeah. well, if someone's, you know, has autism, you, you know, we still get along, we're buddies, like, mm -hmm. Bella's one of my best buddies, but she exists and experiences the world very differently. Mm. And so, like, one of the most profound moments I had in creation was um, just listening to Bella, because she really creates a lot of storyboards for herself and imagery. Okay. And as we were building a duet, she was sort of saying, you know, all oh, the lime green leaves and the lime green leaves and, you know, we're under the tree. And so just uh, permitting myself to just, in my imagination, I'm this fairy, I'm in a tree, there are lime green leaves overhead, go with it. You know, and oh, the next thing. And this is <laughs> actually sometimes why I wear sparkly nail polish, is to remind myself of this duet. Hmm. Um, and that, you know, as soon as we stepped out of the tree, she said, you you know, fairy, fairy dust everywhere. And, you know, and she just, it's a lot of images and it's a lot, you know, and sparkle and this. Hmm. And not sort of stepping outside of how am I moving and what are the steps. I'm more letting... Bella's way of seeing the world guide what the next movements were. Vivid imagination and like she is mm. sh so sharp. Mm. Like she has such a such a high intelligence for energies and and really reading what's there. Well, I yeah, one of the most profound profound people to dance with. Um, but also dancing with my friend Moni, who um, moves at a very 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 different pace than I do. Mm. Um, she, you know, <laughs> I think this is slow, you know, and for her, it's like that might be actually fast. Mm. And so if that's fast for her, what does slow mean? So it may, it blows my mind of like different timings, like, whoa, you know, this is, that's slow. This is slow. Yeah. But I had never, it, had I not been placed in a room full of people who all exist, uh, you know, in the world with a disability, and I'm the only person, with, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. with an able-bodied experience, then, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it opens up so much more. Like, I, I would have never have learned this whole area of myself and this whole way of moving had I not started with propeller. Well. Um, it's it's completely changed the way I dance, and it's really brought me into the moment and awareness, and um, especially dancing with other people, and and you know both like keeping 
aware of each other and sort of checking in um, energetically. And I don't know mm. how to explain that, but just a heightened, you know, that heightened awareness space and not just doing the dance for you, but doing the dances, you know, supporting each other. Um, but it's also what I really believe is, is, is where, especially contemporary dance with the next level is. The mm. next level to me is more openness, more inclusion and more, and I mean inclusion in terms of race, I mean inclusion in terms of if you, you know, even religion, of ability, of mm. what have you. Um, different expressions of being yeah. and humanity. Um, but I, I, it's one of the biggest gifts, dance gifts ever to, to, to dance with propeller and you know sort of what's building me into my next spaces is I'm realizing that uh, the type of dance that I do as beautiful as it is and as wonderful as I find the community it's um, it's kind of exclusive <laughs> you know and it's really uh, it's been bothering me for a while that there's virtually no professional dance training for folks with disabilities mm -hmm. and so if there's no access then you don't get into the professional world mm -hmm. and then the so professional world is a lot of able-bodied people doing a lot of able-bodied mm -hmm. things nothing wrong there but mm -hmm. it's not reflective of the world mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so i really want to keep creating dance that includes the world and doesn't just, you know, have one perspective, but actually includes all perspectives. That's amazing. So I really want to address that, <laughs> like figure out how yeah. to get that training, be it, you know, in the existing dance schools in the company, creating a wing um, of supported professional dance training, or, you know, be it one company and going doing what I have no idea yet, but that's something I need to figure out. Cool. Yeah. Um, but it's also, you know, it's been propeller alongside this phase of Taraluz Dance. And Taraluz Dance is a, you know, for women, by women um, dance, dance company and really supporting and, you know, uh, decidedly Franco-Ontarian, um, which isn't, you know, very, very much seen. And we've gone up north on different tours um, into the Franco-Ontarian communities that exist cool. further up north in um, Ontario, just to provide for those for those youth up there. Just hey, it's possible. It exists. <laughs> yeah. You can That's dance awesome. for a living, like, and yeah. you're Franco-Ontarian. Be proud of that. Mm -hmm. Bring that to the table. We need you at the table. Um, so engaging, engaging different communities just just makes you know my dance form stronger. Mm. Um, and then mm. I really, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe it's the age I am or maybe it's the place I'm getting to, but I really want to, yeah, if I've received this much from it, then I need to be, I'm in a position where I can open doors. Word. So uh, I got to open those doors. That's beautiful. Be a part of other people opening those doors or, mm. you know, I think of my buddy Luca, um, Lazy Legs. Yeah, Lazy, yeah. Who, you know, we've met at many different um, disability arts festivals like Tangled Arts Fest and and Troy Sexton was there. Oh, I don't know if you know him, percussionist. Mm -hmm. Amazing, beautiful guy. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll really like him. <laughs> cool. um, but yeah, just just talking with Luca about um, about you know bringing those things into the picture and how 
actually, you know, you share those videos on, on Facebook or whatever. People love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, if we're not used to seeing it, then there needs to be more creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Word. Um, so what does the future hold for you then the next few months, the next years? You're never going to stop dancing. Can't. No. Can't stop. Won't stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't have it in my plans to stop being an interprete, to being a dancer. Um, I think it's a beautiful relationship to be the vehicle of a choreographer's vision. Yeah. You know, um, and to inform their thoughts and to embody their 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 voice is is such a great gift in life. I think it's I think it's activism to just dance as you get older, you know, because it's like this this whole yes. I mean, inactivity. Check out older and, and reckless oh yeah. dance series in Toronto. Cool, fantastic, yeah, and it's all like you know over forty five. Be- beautiful. That's what we need, you know, we because do. it's there's it's a lot so of ageism. much ageism in it. Yeah, and there really is. And what's like, can it be known that what's beautiful at dancing isn't necessarily the tricks? No, no, it's not, you know. Yeah. Like the tricks amplify moments, but it's mm. just the moments in the whole, the mm. whole dance of it. Um, it's a Martha Graham quote, I think. Eh? The the what makes the the dancer beautiful is the love that they have for the dance, not the technique. You know, it's, uh, it's so true. The man. technique is just the. It's just you know. It's it's the um, kind of a vehicle. It's the framework. Yeah, the framework. It's just exactly. the framework, but then you got to build the house. Yeah. <laughs> So mm-hmm. it's a little house quote for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. I was on sort of a. Sorry, I cut you it's off. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. I just no, have we're a, talking a about goldfish the memory. Ageism and, uh, and right, stopping yeah. dancing never. Yeah. Yeah, I hope to never stop dancing, but I hope to create more space where I'm creating. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do enjoy choreographing pieces, and I think the more I choreograph, the more I understand what my voices and what I can bring to the world mm-hmm. um, and I need more training in that so my next like little while is 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 upping my choreographic abilities and mm. and delving into more of the craft based things um, mm. within within contemporary dance being informed with all these other dances that I've learned um, I also need to go and spend some time um studying and navigating different places in the world where disability arts are well funded and are thriving mm. and are um you know um uh, integrated happily integrated into the you know regular everyday mm. um sort of dance scene and how do we bring that here and how do we replicate that and how do we um, cool. support that um so you know, I'm one of those people that really believes in doing goals and like looking, you know, forward and then like, you know, okay, and then five years and then three years and two more, whatever. Um, but I'm at a place where I really, because I've <laughs> like done all my dad's goals, I'm like, what do I do next? I just got to go with gut feelings now <laughs> because I really don't know where this is all swimming. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a beautiful place to be because I feel like I'm 19 again and I'm just embarking on the next sort of thing for myself. Um, all the while, like, you know, like I have this music video with the peptides. Yeah. Um, this thing is coming out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm going to be starting with Propeller Dance uh, again in the fall. 
I'm working uh, with director Jessica Ruano on um, the Gomeshi Effect, okay, yeah. which comes out in January 2017 That's at the cool. It's going to be really profound. We've, we're having already very profound experiences. Cool. We've had a workshop weekend, all the actors together, and a couple of in, invited actors too. Um, just so that they get some literacy on my style of dance. So it's verbatim dance theater, cool. that is, which is verbatim means that all the words in the play are from real life interviews. Cool. And so we've interviewed people who are survivors of sexual assault and people who don't believe that rape culture exists, for instance, um, getting folks from um, the judicial system like judges and lawyers, making sure that we have all voices at the table in terms of disability, in terms of race, in terms of different perspectives, well, so that the com you know what we comprise as a text is really reflective of this area. Hmm. And the Gomeshi effect is a term that came out, obviously, from the Jean Gomeshi trial, but as a phenomenon, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a term to describe the phenomena of story sharing um, that survivors started to do because of that mm. trial. And the hashtags been raped, never reported, mm. or um, I believe her. Um, and so for us, it's really just a way of continuing those conversations. It's not about Gomeshi, it's about, um, you know, what platforms do we use to communicate, you know, the really hard things and especially surrounding sexual violence. Like, how do we address those things? How do we not forget that this is still prevalent hmm. um, just because a trial is done, you know? Um, and our way is really making a piece about it. Yeah, making art about it. So if you've ever looked at um, DV8, literally D and a V and an 8, theater. <laughs> Go look at the videos <laughs> on the online space. Okay. Okay. <laughs> DV8. Physical theater is one of my favorite dance okay. companies, and they're based out of the UK, and they do verbatim dance theater, and cool. they've touched on like xenophobia, homophobia, and really like go in on um, unnecessary topics to be cool, talking man. about. So that's that. Obviously, there's that um, uh, show in Macau. That's gonna be amazing. Amazing. It's gonna go help me spend Christmas with my family in London, which will be really great, nice. and go visit all my English family. Um, yeah, and just keep on keeping on. I'm I'm hoping to create a solo um, that will come from different um, choreographic tasks given to me from three mentors of mine, Lana Morton, Sylvie Desrosiers, and Yvonne Coutts, who all are um, very wise. Uh, wise women um, in contemporary dance in this city and who run um, the Ottawa Dance Directive. Sylvia runs the, the contemporary training program at the, at the School of Dance. Um, so mentors of mine for sure and I need, as I said, I'm going more into learning and elevating my choreographic abilities mm -hmm. and so you got to start at home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, I'm with the people who really, really know me um, mm -hmm. but also are, you know, incredible artists in their own right. I'm hoping to then go and take, do you know Debbie Young? To be Young, no. Debbie Young? Oh, Debbie Young. No. Yeah. Um, another person you should check out, Anita Africa. Okay. Um, and um, she's based out of uh, Toronto. She okay. runs Wata Theatre. Okay, don't know. Um, and curates, or curates, she, um, her mom started the Surplusy Method. Okay. 
and she has these residencies to go and learn the Sorplusi method, but also, and so the Sorplusi method, I'm, I'm not going to be able to remember all the things that it is or what it stands for, mm -hmm. but it's basically self-actualization, um, learning anti-oppressive uh, ways of creating art, mm -hmm. um, self-realization and leadership capacities. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of different things in, in one, but I feel like with the things that I want to create and how I want to move forward, mm. I need that. Uh, perspective. Um, so it's just... You got a lot on the go, Amelia. Always so much. It's all mm. like, I sometimes I don't, I gotta stop and just be like, whoa. Yeah, it's amazing. I, like, this is such a, an amazing blessing. Mm. <laughs> you know? But blessings come from, you gotta plant the seed and you yes. gotta water it and you've gotta make sure the soil is ripe and you've gotta take care and you've gotta grow mm -hmm. and then you get the bounty, yeah. you know? And I feel like I'm 10 years into a career and it's like, okay, now I, you know, I, I put all the work in. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, anyone who's dancing or anyone who has dance dreams, like, yeah, those dreams seem really far away, but just keep it moving. Yeah keep a steady pace you know you mm. fall you will get injured you will you know you will go and work at Lululemon for four years and become a bike messenger but you'll still dance and you know and there's mm. it's never too late it's never too late to start dancing it's never too late to continue dancing it's Word. never too late to make big dreams for dance it's never mm. too late to also take a step with dance and really you know um take a step back from performing or take a step back from, from going outside with dance and take some cool time thing, in yourself. Yeah. Like I said, it's a really hard thing for me, but it's uh, totally necessary to keep revisiting what dance is for you and, and um, why it exists in your life. Word. Good advice. Yeah. Keep Maybe. it moving. Maybe. I know that's like uh, Kim's <laughs> he knows the uh, company but I really okay. it's uh, yeah y y y life is movement it is it really is well, this was a great interview I really enjoyed it I enjoyed uh, getting deep into your methodology and all this I mean I see you as a as a club dancer mostly really and I, I mean know. some some of the stage work and that we've done and all that <laughs> but so uh, but it's great to hear your take on it I think you're an amazing artist and you've got a, you. you know a lot to contribute and I hope you know I can't wait to see what you're gonna come up with in the next few years maybe we'll do another Thanks, one of these guys. in five years and hey man we'll be able to go back and talk about the next <laughs> five years <laughs> I mean I really appreciate it. I don't I don't I really, I really love talking dance with people, but it's rare that people want to sit down yeah, it's and talk about happens. something that's nonverbal. Uh, I love listening. I love find talking spacing to dance. Yeah, exactly. I so, love hearing And I don't it, know yeah. what I've said. I've probably said a whole bunch of shit. No, you said a lot <laughs> of great <laughs> stuff, man. You, you planted a lot of great seeds with it, so mm, it's, it's great. I'm going to enjoy editing this, and I'm sure I'll learn a lot from it, just yeah. like analyzing and replaying it and listening to it, so... Well, I'm really right. humbled and really appreciative that you would want to listen to what I have to say. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Much love. <laughs>